You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. You know what's really interesting to me? Tell me what's Something really... I've pointed out to our listeners a few times. Yeah? They're probably tired of <laughs> hearing about. Okay. It's very interesting when Zach is talking in our ears, uh-huh. because we can hear the intro oh, yeah, right yeah, before yeah. we record, and he's uh-huh. trying to say something, probably funny, probably something to knock us off our game a little bit, <laughs> but then the joke is on him because I'm so hard of hearing <laughs> that I can't tell <laughs> what he's saying. Oh, well. It just fills my heart with delight. <laughs> I don't know why. Just mere fate has played in your favor this day. It, it has, yes. I'm so glad that I have a hard time hearing... <laughs> things oh man Except that like 98 percent of the time i'm not glad yeah it's not so helpful and i hate it like the third or fourth time that you have to be like Wh- i'm that? sorry yeah like could yeah, you say you that just again awkwardly smile and nod yeah at some point mm-hmm. you're just like i yeah. have to like, say something and you just awkwardly <laughs> like nod yeah. smile awkward smile awkward nod. oh That's right. That's... man well how are you i'm doing pretty well today all things considered Great. even even all things unconsidered i'm doing pretty unconsidered well. That's now you've just unlocked a whole new Ooh, yes. existential, terrifying territory. <laughs> Speaking of existential, like, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I just think like all these things that I'm not going to ever know. Well, yeah, yeah. like I'm in seminary. Wow, mm-hmm. as if people aren't probably tired of hearing that. I'm doing seminary classes now. Oh, he's in seminary. But like all the things that we're just covering, and I'm yeah. like, I didn't know this before, and how much more is there that I don't know and will never. No. And I try not to think about that too much. This is probably not always the case, probably not super applicable in the realm of seminary. But I've also thought recently, you know what, sometimes it's better that I don't know. It is. Because like within the the limitations of my human perspective, I can't fully appreciate why certain things are the way they are. And if I knew the answer, I don't think it would be helpful. I think I would just be angry because I don't have like that heaven, heavenly minded perspective. Like I'm not Mm. capable of fully appreciating. So I think if I found the reasons behind certain things, I'd be like, what gives? What's the deal? And um, it would not help me. Why can I not understand, Lord? So it's like, well, Well. yeah, you don't want to, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? um, We talked about a song and now I can't even remember it. It's the John Mark song. Mm. Ancient and Brave, is that the one we talked about? Yeah, but I always mess up the line because it changes slightly. Will we cover the power you hold? Oh, yeah. Just listen to the song. Don't don't let me misquote it. It's a great song. It's a beautiful song. song. It moves me to tears. It is so. I love it. So good. That's, that really says a lot about me. <laughs> I didn't. It doesn't, I did not mean to go there today. Uh, listen, we all we all like the psalmists. We're in touch with what's going on, you know, mm. inside of ourselves. Yeah. Which, speaking of, speaking of, indeed, one of the more heartbreaking things that I have dealt with in my pastoral capacity, and something that I myself have dealt with from time to time. Just so I'm not out here being like, oh yes, these peasants deal with it, but not me. <laughs> not the holy man. Not me. <laughs> But uh, it it has to do with the moments when Christ doesn't feel, for lack of a better term, real yeah. to us. So, like, I'll have someone sitting in my office, faithful member of the church, perhaps, and they'll say something like, you know, Jesus just doesn't feel near to me. And I can't wrap my head around the fact that he's my friend and he loves me. That just doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he just feels this, like this far off abstraction kind yeah. of a, a deal. And then typically the question comes, you know, like, what in the world do I do about that? And is there anything I can do? Right. Because 
you know, if you love Jesus and you're feeling that way, obviously, like, <laughs> you don't want to feel that way. Right. I mean, on the one hand, I want to commend that when that happens, because that's, I mean, what a wonderful desire, right? That, you know, you know Christ. You want to know Christ as a near and real friend. And then you have that terrible feeling of, you know, in the words of the psalmist, that God has hidden his face from you. You know, Psalm 88, 14. He's, yeah. he's hidden his face from me. Like, why would he do that? What's right. going on here? Oh, I think, and it's, look, it's entirely possible that I've never felt the exact feeling, or at least not in the exact same way. But what you described, I mean, it sounds, there's like a, a, a loving quality, at the very least describing this relationship that you want to feel. I feel like that's really special and, yeah. and vulnerable mm-hmm. to, to recognize that and to be able to express that desire. And I think something that maybe is, is similar from my own experience is almost like an existential feeling, mm. but kind of like a religiously existential feeling. So I'm not describing like, I haven't gone full Nietzsche or like Sartre. Oh, yes, you're, I, not, you're not going down to the dark abyss of darkness. <laughs> exactly. Right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quoting no exit. Um, <laughs> It's, so it's like it's not a doubt in God as the existence of God, but it feels like it at least has some connective tissue to what you're describing, like a, this disconnection on a fundamental level or a, a, an inability to grasp or grapple. Yeah. So it is. It's alarming and it's distressing. Yeah. You know, you crave resolution and yeah. this. So. Yeah, that's so true. You got that that feeling of dissonance to use another. Oh, words, that's a good that word. Like, that's uh, it. Like there's something like it shouldn't be this way, and yet it is. And what is going on? So this is obviously a very complicated and difficult problem, and it is one that takes a lot of wisdom and patience to deal with in one-on-one situations. Because I mean, when I'm trying to help someone think through this when they're sitting across from me and like ask a lot of questions <laughs> and try to figure out like what's going on. Yeah. But there are some general helps that can get someone started working through this, I think, if they feel like they're struggling with this particular dissonance and this disconnect. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to offer three for your consideration. You know, if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, ah, you know, maybe you're not at the level of, you know, existential dread or, you know, at the point where you're like <laughs> at the end of your rope. But I think right. there are lesser moments too where you're just kind of like, ah, like there's that indifference yeah, of... I love that you pointing that. I was going to mention this probably at the end or something. It's not always this huge season yeah. of solitary fear or right. loneliness. Sometimes it is a moment mm-hmm. where you experience like this rise of dread yeah. or confusion. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not always this huge, it can just be a small moment where you can turn to these things. Yeah, and um, I think it's a lot like our human-to-human relationships in that there are some times where it's, again, it's not like your friend has, like, abandoned you or it's like, I'm not talking to you, but, like, there are moments where it's just like, hey, there's something, like, we just can't. Yeah. It's something just off, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, so here are three, I think general helps that can maybe get your thinking going on this or help you begin to walk through it. The first is this. Are you making use of the ordinary means of grace? to use the uh, churchy term <laughs> for it. In other words, are you regular in scripture reading, in prayer, in worshiping with the church, things like that? Just the the quote-unquote run-of-the-mill <laughs> normal things that we, just, we do as Christians. Right. We call these the ordinary means of grace because these are the things that God has ordained on a regular basis to speak to us, to meet with us, to be with us. So I think one of the things that I'll run into occasionally is some people, they wouldn't consciously state it like this, um, and they're not thinking in these terms, you know, explicitly, but there's this subconscious expectation that God will somehow impart his grace to me by, like, some other means. Like, he's just going to zap me with a ray gun or something, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. I would never have said those words, but... 
I think when you're on the other side of the fence, you're like, how's everyone else in the enlightened zone? Yeah. Like, How'd you get there? Yeah, like that's it. Exactly. Like, well, you seem to have a good, like, what? how did he zap you? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's like that song, Jesus is a friend of mine. I'm like, the 70s, you remember that? <laughs> yes. Pop, you know, and he'll zap uh. you any way he can. Boop. Boom, zap you know what i mean <laughs> like i think people feel that way They're like yeah, yeah he's gotta zap me which <laughs> the issue is that like okay in a sense if you want to use that kind of zany terminology like yeah he'll he'll zap you but like he's not going to do that like apart from these ordinary things right. and i think the issue here is that um like so many things in life these practices utilizing these ordinary means takes time and in some sense it does take effort i think we just don't expect that to be you know what i mean like so like the gospel yeah. like i think and i think here's the, the confusion is the gospel to receive the gospel is basically no effort you just receive the gospel like you come to jesus like that's it like you know what i mean you yeah. you go to him you uh, he's anyone who thirsts come to me i will give you living water anyone who believes in me you will have bread that will satisfy like right that's like no effort yeah like, you just do not it. really asking a lot of you yeah in the long run he is giving himself especially, to you especially by comparison yeah like completely <laughs> But then you're not earning your salvation, but like in a sense, it is like following Jesus after you've received him involves, he said, you know, you're you're picking up your cross. Mm. There is a cost to discipleship. People will revile you. And the author of Hebrews says we must strive for holiness. Mm-hmm. So all that is to say is like when we want to cultivate this relationship, it's like any other relationship exactly. in that it has to be cultivated. There's a maintenance to sustaining and, and fostering a healthy relationship yeah. as there is with anyone. Exactly. So when it comes to like scripture reading and prayer and worship, they're not easy in the strict sense of the word, right? There are things that we're doing yeah. there. It seems like they, sh- they should be, but you know. Yeah, but you have to make, I don't know, I don't really like that phrase, but it's the only thing I think of. You, like, you have to make time <laughs> to read your Bible. And then not only do you have to do that, but it's, it's like you have to take time to read it slowly and like to ponder it and to meditate on it is what the psalmist would say to use the disgusting image that some of the other you know <laughs> scripture authors use it's like i mean like you know the cow chewing the cud you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's just very like it's yeah. slow it's deliberate or i mean let's take paul when he writes to timothy he says you will need to think over what i say that's true for the lord will give you understanding and everything. So it's like those two aren't separated. Like it is God who will have to give you understanding, yes, but he does that in and through your thinking, which one of the recent podcasts we did on the weird verses in Nehemiah. Like yeah. if you just read that Ooh, at face value and then just left it alone, you're going to be It's in a tailspin. Yeah, like either you're going to be terribly dreadfully confused about <laughs> like what's going on or you're going to be someone who at worst would be like, "Oh, cool. I can start, you know, <laughs> this is licensed to uh... bash people, you know, <laughs> abuse people, do all this fun stuff." Stuff. So, I mean, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, ta- well, it takes discipline. Yeah. And that's, it's not, I think, something that comes naturally to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, you, that's a concerted effort. It is. And all that is to say is, like, these are the means by which God is appointed. He will regularly speak to us. Mm-hmm. Like, he says, I will, you know, speak to you in my word, and you will respond to me in prayer, and you will come together with the other people who belong to me, and you will lift your voices, and I will nourish you when you do that. And again, yeah, like, you just said that takes i mean there's discipline involved in that and it's not easy again in the strictest sense of the word but those are the ordinary 
means he's given to us. So that's one of the first things is like, are we utilizing those? Like, because if we're not, it's difficult to expect that, yeah. you know. Like, and there's a lot of opportunity left on the table. Exactly. So I think that's the first thing. Are we making use of the ordinary means of grace? And now second, this is where it gets a little more tricky and more difficult in a in a heart sense, I think, because the second thing to ask is, is there any sin in your life you're not repenting of that you're basically shoving under the rug mm-hmm. and saying, this is fine? Is there any area of your life where you know you're being willfully disobedient? I don't think it's shocking to say that we can't expect our communion and our relationship with God to be rich and sweet if we're obstinately refusing to submit to what he's telling us to do, right? In fact, Jesus himself said, you are my friends if you do what I command, which is really interesting to me because there is no other friend in the universe who could say that, right? Like if I looked at you and said, you're my friend if you do what I command, Ethan, like naturally, that's weird. Like, no, that something's wrong here. But Jesus is a different kind of friend, obviously. And there is that expectation. Again, you receive the gospel freely, but then that gospel frees you and empowers you to walk a holy life. And one of the things that we're told to do is repent of our sin. Mm -hmm. So if we're just letting our anger vent into wrath, (laughs) road rage is like, if you're just irregularly giving to road rage and not like you have no problem with that, that's not like, that's not good. You're usually not like speaking blessings. No, no, you're not. As they cut you off. I've never done that. I've never spoken a blessing over someone who's slowly turned, I mean, man, he turned into sheets so (laughs) I don't think it's possible to more slowly turn into sheets. And I didn't bless him for that. No, no. I was uh, displeased. Yeah, no. So like, I mean, that's not like, that's not cool um, to put it, you know, mildly, right? Like if we're just like, if we're okay with that, like that's just like, yeah, that's just what I do. (laughs) That's not a great attitude. So like, I mean, that's, I think something... I think that's something we would shove under the rug. Yeah, it's a good point. Acting out sexually, I think it depends on what you're talking about. But like, I think, you know, you got some folks who are like, it's, you know, like I'm I'm living with this person and we're just, you know, we're doing, you know, whatever we're doing. And that's like, well, like, but you're not married. Like, so like, that's not. Or I mean, like, okay, like if we're gossiping about others, you know, and my favorite form of that with Christians is like, pray for, you know, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so because then you lay all this stuff like, that is not. Whoa, buddy. No. And like, well, that's just, I'm just praying like, no, God is mm. not okay with that. So if we're doing all those things, and here's the thing, without any confession or holy grief or repentance over those sins, yeah, of course, the thing is, like, we can't expect Jesus to feel near to us in that sense, right? And just to be clear, we're not advocating you need to be sinless and perfect, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like, I've experienced road rage. Right, exactly. The difference is, is like, are you saying, that's cool? That's like, that's cool. just like, yeah, it's just what I do. Like, this is just normal. Like, everyone right. has road rage. Are you excusing fine. it? Yeah. Or mm. are you saying, like, man, like, that was not, yeah. uh, you know, like, James 3 says, with our tongue, we both bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse people made in his image. Mm. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing in road rage. Yeah. And James says, my brothers and sisters, these things must not be. So, yeah, the difference is, is like you said, are you excusing it and saying, yeah, I just do this? Or are you willing to say, like, shoot, like, that was... <laughs> That was wrong. Yeah. I ought not have done that. Even though that person will probably never see you again. They'll mm. never, maybe, depending on how loudly you did it or what you were doing in the car, <laughs> never know that you did that. Like, well, God will yeah. know, and will you be willing to confess that to him? And that holds true of all, like, any sin like that, if we're just making excuses for it and not repenting of it, well, it would be difficult to expect our communion with God to be sweet, right? I mean, to draw a similar comparison to it, as you would handle any relationship, you can't expect to, like, undercut and undermine or otherwise betray a friend and expect everything to be on even keel. Right. Like that yeah. that damages a relationship. It does. It does. And thankfully, Jesus is the kind of friend who 
if you are willing to confess your sin 70 times 7 times, he will receive you back. He's not the kind of friend who holds a grudge. He never holds a grudge. He can't hold a grudge. Uh, he wants to have you back, but that's the issue is like, you know, are you stiff arming him and saying, no, like our relationship will be fine if I keep doing this <laughs> or will you confess it? In fact, in ancient Israel, there was something called sinning with a high hand Whoa. and uh, there was no sacrifice to offer for that. Wait, wait uh, what? So yeah, so the idea was if you sinned intentionally with a high hand, and and you knew like, yeah, like I'm going to do this and I don't care. It was like, well, there's not going to be a sacrifice for that particular thing. So it kind of like get a picture of like blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? It's like you do that and uh, that's the quote unquote unforgivable sin, which we probably ought to do a podcast on that sometime. Now that we brought that issue up because now we're going to have all kinds of other questions about that. So if you're worrying right now, if you've committed the unforgivable sin, you probably haven't. You probably haven't. (laughs) That's that's your sign right there. So, but anyway, if you're striving for holiness, seeking to put a sword in the belly of your lusts, to quote John Owen, Christ has promised he'll be tender with you, gentle and lowly toward all sinners who come to him in faith and who know they need a physician to make them well. So that's the second thing is, you know, are you repenting of sin? Is there any sin in your life that you're just like, yeah, this is fine? Because obviously that'll create issues. And then the third thing, which may sound so obvious as to be offensive, but I feel like it needs to be asked. Have you asked God to make his nearness known to you? I'm personally surprised at how frequently I'll ask people that question. The answer will be no. Yeah. No, I think in Um, in what I was describing is I can't think of a single time that I met that head on so directly. I think I just like rode out the panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And uh, the thing is, is, you know, you have the the psalmist saying to God, you know, be not far from me. Mm-hmm. You know, your nearness is my good. So there is a lot of precedent in scripture for just, I mean, just asking God, you know, like, yeah. hey, you feel distant, like your face seems hidden from me. Like, will you make yourself known to me? Will you make your nearness felt? And, th- and that doesn't excuse the previous two points that no. there, there is a responsibility on your shoulders, but yeah. also ask. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, it's kind of like something else I was reading from John Owen last night. He dropped the comparison in the Song of Solomon, of all places. What do you know? To the bride who wakes up in the middle of the night and realizes her husband is gone and she says, my heart yearned for him and I went out and sought him and asked others, have you seen him whom my soul loves? And then she eventually, she finds him by, you know, she's asking. And he draw that comparison, like in the dark night of the Christian soul, you may long to be with, you know, the, the picture in, in Ephesians is that Christ is the husband, the church is the bride, that you may long for him. And like at that moment, you may just need to go rise up and ask, where is he whom my soul loves? And ask him to be near to you. And again, going back to James, he said, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you, which involves, you know, asking, you know, just that simple request of asking God, make your nearness known to me, which may that may that again may sound simple, but that actually may look more like when Jacob wrestled with the angel than just like, you know, you're simple. I think we just like, if I just ask, if I just ask, Um, no, Jacob wrestled all night with the angel who, as it turned out, was that was a theophany, Christophany, you know, like it's God. He wrestled with him all night. He walked out of that with a wound. He limped. He was staggering away from that, but he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Because, I mean, he had sought. You think about Jacob's life. This is so fascinating to me. He spent his whole life cheating people yeah. to get blessings. His father loved Esau and wanted, you know, like, I want to eat of his game. So he had to cheat his brother out of the blessing to get his father to bless him. He ended up cheating Laban to uh, get the blessings that he wanted from Laban. Like all this life, he's been seeking blessings and he hadn't been able to get them. He has to cheat out of them. And so finally he meets God basically face to face and he has to strive with him. And what he ends up saying is like, I will not let you go until you bless me. 
And he was willing to do that. And then, of course, God does. He's like, you have striven with God and men and have prevailed. Like, I will bless you. Prevailed. That's usually not a word you associate with asking. No, no, it is not. That's interesting. And that, I think, is a picture of what it can look like when all of this is said and done. It is. That is a pursuit. Yeah, it is. And there's not necessarily anything pleasant, quote unquote, about it. You know, it's not like this, (laughs) you know, like, oh, this is so sweet and like a dirty wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's hard. Mm -hmm. And yet in the end, he was rewarded. So if it takes, you know, quote unquote, to draw the image out all night, in wrestling continue to ask because the promise of God is that he will bless those who seek him. Um, that's I was reading that in Psalm 27 this morning. He said, seek my face. And the psalmist says, well, then your face will I seek. Which again, comes back to this all like there's seeking involved, you know? So obviously these are not magic formulas, right? I mean, it's not as if we figure these things out and then God is like, well, now I'm in your debt and I'll make my nearness known to you however you please, right? You know, whatever you want. Sometimes he makes his presence known in great plagues, you know, like he did with the Egyptians in Exodus. Sometimes he makes it known in small whispers like he did with Elijah. Sometimes he'll do it as we're reading a particular verse. You know, you've been reading the same passage over and over again and then one particular verse will... That'll God will break through and speak to you in that verse. Sometimes he'll do it as we're wrestling in prayer. The point is, is that if we're not making use of the ordinary means of grace, if we're not dealing with our sin, if we're not asking him to make his nearness known, then I think we'd be hard-pressed to feel his nearness. And that's the difference, because, I mean, the reality is, is God is, like, we can't escape from his presence in one sense. Right. But what we're longing for is to know his nearness as our friend. Yeah. And to know yeah. that to his nearness is... That. Yes, his nearness is our good and that he loves us and that... You know, like being in the silent company of a friend, you know, there are some friends like you can sit in stillness and silence without having to speak because your relationship is that deep. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what we're striving for. Yeah. So. Anyway, hopefully if that happens to be something that's on your mind, this is helpful to you. And uh, if it was and you want to leave us an honest five star review, True. share with your friends, <laughs> which uh, that, you know, that more than any other episode we've done recently, it felt really pedantic to ask that <laughs> at the end of this episode. So, you know, maybe you can just forget I asked that. But anyway, you yeah, know, if you want to share, that's fine. You know, share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any other questions on this or any other topic, you can, as always, email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net or you can interact with us on social media. Thank you, as always, for listening. May Christ feel near to you today. And we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.